This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. So let's talk about opening a bank account. Kay, tell us about your experience opening a bank account here. Um, it's a very good experience that I have when I got here in the U.S. When I started my job, my job is a um, unionized hospital. So mm. sometimes they will tell you, hey, you're part of this, uh, let's say, for my experience, this New York State Nurses Association. So NYSNA is um, affiliated with Bank of America. So we, we get like a welcome packet from our employer that's saying, if you open this bank account in here, and then you'll be also approved with credit card. So that's my first thing um, that I always encourage people to check before coming here in the United States. Look at your options. Check in the hospital if they have affiliate, affiliations with credit unions, because you will be able to have a very good rate. Um, for mortgage later on, check that credit union that's affiliated with your hospital. If you don't have anything credit union affiliated with the hospital, you might want to try next is your state nurses association. So they have um, member, uh, members are, are sometimes um, affiliated with those banks as well. And you can you can get credit card with higher credit limit as well, um, with, as well as with banking, um, checking and savings account. If you don't have a state nurse association go to the uh, unions you know if you have if you've exhausted that three option then i guess you have to just check your local bank all sorts of options nurse Juan, what did your first 30 days in the united states look like and was opening a banking account part of it uh yes definitely uh but before that can i just add in about the Process, the budget to bring into the us uh, from what i understand is ten thousand dollars is per family you can bring more than $10,000 when you arrive here, but you just have to declare it. And I don't think there's a penalty from what I understand from some of those who just came in here. So you just have to declare. I think there's a form that you have to fill up. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, going back to the 30 days uh, for opening the bank, I think we opened within the first five days I arrived here. Uh, our agency has a connection with some of the local banks here, and they were able to talk with the bank for some of the things that they can bend for the rules. Like one of the requirements for getting a bank is definitely a, a permanent address. So for us, when we arrived here, we didn't have any permanent address. So the bank was able to bend the rules for us and just place the hotel for our permanent address. Then also, uh, they also bend the rule in the social security number uh, mm -hmm. requirement. They just use our U.S. visa passport. And um, uh, since they have connections, they are able to bend that rule as well. So opening the bank wasn't a big problem for us. Uh, though we wish we could have like opened a bank with a credit union, like Kay said, mm -hmm. with better benefits and like cheaper interest. And I did get a uh, interest for my car with the local bank and it was uh, almost double when versus the one who came here who opened with a credit union so uh, credit union has a better options a better deals for new immigrants like us so vincent break down the process of opening a bank account how does that work in the united states 
Yeah, I think uh, uh, I mean piggybacking on what uh, on the ten thousand thing earlier. So uh, yes, uh, uh, once uh, is correct that you need to fill up a form uh, when you bring uh, ten thousand or more. The penalty arises if you don't declare the ten thousand. So that's yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> so, so but um, in opening a bank account, I mean uh, we're lucky with because when Myla and I came here, uh, the agent uh, they held our hand and go to to the bank to the local bank. Have us uh, drive on that bank, and then mo- as as a uh, nurse one said, I mean, most of them is if you're immigrant, like a nurse, teachers, or something. So they have uh, the leniency on the documentation part. So you just go to the bank, show your passport, uh, at least uh, show uh, your your uh, offer letter from the employer, and just give the the valid address of the uh, in the U.S. Uh, whether you're living in an apartment or in a in a temporary housing, so they just have that. And then, as uh, they also said, credit union is better because we have our our first car, which is still running right now. Uh, we got it from from the credit union. We have a good deal on the interest rate. So, yeah. And then just after that, I mean, they can uh, initially issue you like uh, the the ten pages of check. Then you can use that uh, check to. Uh, in any transaction that you have, so it's it's kind of like easier to to have it as long as you have you show the documentation, even if you don't have the social security number yet. Debit cards. Talking about debit cards, is there a limit how much you can transfer into a debit account? Once so, you open your bank account, you didn't bring ten thousand in your sock, and so now you want to transfer money into this bank account. How does that work? Is there a minimum that you need to deposit in order to open the account? And is there a maximum, Mila? Um, I would suggest to check it um, like with the actual bank. So whichever, because it depends, um, most likely depends also on the bank that you are in. So that's one way. And then another way yeah, is... Yeah, and, then, and uh, uh, the thing about that one is like credit union or, or the, the bank, usually they just record $25 just to open. For, for credit union, $25 membership. And then for for the bank, uh, you just uh, probably have some, some banks are required to have $100 and they need to have the direct deposit feature so that you will not get the charges or something. But you're asking about the like how much is the like you're allowed to transfer, is that right? Um yes. Yes. okay. So like how much um can they transfer? I mean if it's coming outside of the US, I mean for if you're here, uh, uh domestic uh, US, uh, there's not not that much about, but of course they will monitor all the movements of your money. But if it's coming outside, then that's the again the ten thousand limit will What about transferring investments? I can add there. Um, So the best way to go really about this, um, each bank has different rules when it comes to transferring funds from one bank to another. Let's say, I I can tell this from my experience. I have, you know, name it. TD Ameritrade, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, Schwab. You know, tell me all those TD... uh, you know, Robinhood, um, I have a lot, probably more than eight investment banks. Um, I believe in the diversification of accounts because, you know, we've all heard about this Lehman Bank brother going down. Recently, Silicon Bank Valley went down. Um, We have a lot of things going on, Robinhood um, trading stops. So if you're an investor, 
you really need to diversify where you put your investment. So I really recommend you guys looking into different protocols of each banks and make mm -hmm. sure that you know that your bank is if you can hold on to a bigger bank that will be better um you can have two banks if you want um i personally do my own checking and my you know i have two different not not two but more than business checking my personal checking and if i am in the hospital checking um because i keep it all because sometimes it's easier for me to see the business on the other side, this is my personal expenses and these are my leisure expenses. Sometimes I do that. And there, are, um, each bank will have different rules of transferring. So you will have to coordinate with the bank. They will give you instruction. And you can call them ahead of time before you arrive here in the U.S. Um, call the tall bank number that they have online. And they're very helpful. They will give you a guide, a step. And sometimes there's like an actual banker who will help you um, individually on your needs. So once a nurse opens their bank account, a big part of that is building credit. In the United States, we have a credit system, which many mm -hmm. people in the world may not be familiar with. Let's give a really brief overview as to what is credit and why is it important. Vincent? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, unlike any other countries, I mean, the credit here in the U.S., I mean, your future interest rates will depend on your credit score and credit history. So that's why when you're new, most of the time, but uh, I mean, uh, they give you higher interest when you like when you apply for a, a car loan or uh, or some apartment, they give you higher rates or something because you're, you don't have the credit history yet. So, but the, the main thing that you need to focus on is the uh, how you spend your money one big thing is the credit uh, utilization. Let's say if you have a credit uh, limit of 10,000, so you don't spend over that or you don't spend at least 50% of that uh, when you're here because when you're doing that regularly, then it will affect your, your credit score. As I've said, I'm also a realtor, so what happens is if you want to buy five years from now a new house, it will also affect your uh interest rate when you buy a new home, or even if you, you want to rent an apartment or something, it's also based on your credit score. Juan, how did you go about building credit in the United States, and how long did it take until you got that first credit score? Okay. Uh, for me, I think it took me like, I think four to five months. I think I finally had a credit score. Uh, one thing I can advise is just, uh, one is try to check for apps like Credit Karma or I forget the other app, just to see if you have any like credit score to monitor. Because sometimes like for my wife, she hasn't like uh, opened a Credit Karma before. Until I think like eight months, she still doesn't have any credit score. Mm -hmm. So and not until she opened up a credit score, uh, like with a coordinated with those things, then she was able to see and monitor them. Uh, I was able to, I think I was able to build my credit mainly because for getting a credit card and just paying my bills on time. And uh, sometimes, like I mentioned in my previous videos, uh, I did have some uh, penalties for doing simple things that I wasn't expecting, like asking for a bank about a credit a loan or the APR. I didn't know that it would affect your credit score. So those little things, um, it would be nice to know about like, what will happen or what things affect your credit score. Um, the best thing I can 
uh, give an advice is just pay everything on time, especially for the credit card and for your bills. And usually it will just go up uh, slowly. And try, like what Kay said, try to open different kind of credit cards from different banks and get a bigger bank as well. Oh, also, can I add in about the bank transfer earlier? Yeah. Um, for the bank, try, like what Kay said, get a bigger bank, like um, like a bigger, like a known uh, branch kind of bank. Because sometimes for those local banks, they have mm -hmm. to go through to those big banks in order to transfer some bills. So sometimes you will be charged twice for like transferring some fees. And I experienced it personally. Uh, for opening for the cards, I think like for the credit union in Advantial before, I think it's only like $5 for you to open that. And for the U.S. bank here, I think it's like $75. That's the minimum that you have to like put in cash there. So it is quite easy to open here. But as a new immigrant, it's best for you to do this uh, physically. Sometimes online, they're not that, um, they're kind of strict and would suggest you to like go physically to certain banks to apply one. And when you go to the bank physically, you also get to meet people there, get their business card, and then you can contact them in the future for questions you may have. Bigger banks, one of our nurses are speaking about that. We're talking about Bank of America, perhaps mm -hmm. Wells Fargo. I'm not sure if they have Chase, um, Chase. Chase Bank, yeah. exactly. So we're just naming yeah. off some banks here. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Mila, what, really quickly, what are some tips for nurses to build credit? Well, first of all, I mean, of course, uh, to build credit, you got to apply for a credit card, right? Okay. But here's my tip. And this, I'm speaking it from our experiences. Because once you start applying for credit cards, then one after the other, you're being offered with that. Okay? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's one thing that you have to be aware of. You are going to receive it from the mail and all. And then they will even entice you once you have the credit card is to increase your credit um, what's that? Limit. limit, okay? So don't be, don't feel um, with that ecstatic with that one because it can be a trap, okay? So when you try to use credit cards to build up your credit score, which we need, I mean, to build up, you know, to make loans, car loans, home loans, and all that, but you have to make it sure that if you use your credit card this month, you got to pay it in full in cash next month, Okay. Don't ever, ever get into that situation that you just pay the minimum. Right now, you know, the credit um, card interest is like ranging from anywhere from 18 to 24%. And if you're just paying the minimum, then that's a trap that you, can, you, cannot, you cannot build your credit score. Okay? So just live within your means as you try to get those credit cards and limit it. I mean, um, if you can afford like two, three, I mean, that's that's good enough for as long as you pay it in cash the following month. And that's where you can increase your credit score over time. Uh, and be disciplined enough to, as Milo said, uh, pay it off. And uh, uh, if you would, uh, if you uh, apply for a loan or something, so just make sure that you pay that on time too. Because uh, car loans, uh, credit cards, those 
builds up your credit score. Uh, and also the, the time that you have those account open. So uh, those things that you need to consider. So build up your credit score, but don't get into debts, which a lot of us immigrants are getting into, <laughs> you know, because of those um, exciting things happening. Oh, I have now a 10,000 credit limit. Oh, gosh. Then now your debt is 10,000, right? So, yes. If it's a joint account, will it build up both of the credit yes. scores? Yes, we've got a yes there. Let's yeah. do a deeper dive into the expenses that people need to plan for whenever they arrive in the United States. Okay, you've lived so many different places. You have a really good grasp on the cost of living and the expenses that people can expect whenever they arrive, even though you came with only 200. You have a lot <laughs> of good personal experience and lessons to share. I want to get into renting an apartment. How did that process look like for you? you. And in Manhattan, it's quite expensive. But what was the process like looking for the apartment and renting the apartment? Uh, just to give everybody a background, uh, I've been here, I told you, 17 years, and I have moved for 13 times. So if anybody is, is willing to talk to me about really moving, I, I can be your pro, <laughs> pro go-to person. With kids. <laughs> yeah, with kids. Yeah, initially single, 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 then eventually go, family growing, right? So uh, I lived in Manhattan. You know, everybody knows one of the most expensive places to go. Um, I was very lucky um, that the hospital gave us six months free housing, which never existed right now anymore. Just an FYI. Mm -hmm. First, it's not really a house. It's, it's a dormitory for healthcare professionals. Okay, some of these uh, places were, were actually, if you are going to a place where there's a lot of university and schools, you will find dormitories that are cheaper if you are on a budget. So that's one thing. If you go to metro, metros or places where there's universities around. Before you jump into the U.S., the first things that you really have to go is go to rental apartment. Um, rents don't matter for state. You have to go to the zip code. Again, zip code because I can be here cheaper, but after like three blocks from now on, it's a different zip code. So the rent is different. So again, when you look at the housing cost, don't look at the state. Don't look at the city. Look at the zip code. So you're going to go to Zillow, rent.com, apartment.com. Look at the prices of the housing there. So that's how, that's how you will get a really good grasp of how much it will cost you. Um, and also when you do budget, you know, you have to do get, get your gross salary, right? Gross, monthly gross. And then minus the taxes. Just give about 20% taxes on it. And then minus housing. So again, gross paycheck, gross salary per month minus uh, minus 20% taxes on it, just an average, um, and then minus the housing. So at least you got majority of the of the budgeting off already on your off your plate. So that's how you go about budgeting for budgeting for the housing. And Juan, whenever you got your first, um, whenever you rented your first apartment. What did the move-in expenses look like? Did you need to pay some sort of security deposit two months mm -hmm. up front? What did you need to buy? Give us an idea of that. For me, uh, thankfully, we had a uh, good landlord like uh, who caters for Filipino uh, near our area. And like what Kay said, uh, you have to really search for a specific place that you want to stay, like a zip code. Because like here in our place, uh, like in Prestonsburg before, it was super, super cheap. But just a few blocks, like uh, 10 minutes away, the price is almost like double. So you really have to do your research. 
uh, it is more expensive to stay or live near the city. If you can find an apartment like outside the city, but the the transportation uh, time or allowance is still good, then I would suggest doing that. Uh, for me, I think for my first apartment, I only had to pay like $425 per month. And that is really, really cheap. And it's like a one-bedroom apartment with all, uh, not including the amenities, though. Um, uh, and take note about the budget for like getting an apartment. Uh, if you have to compute, take note about the amenities as well. Like for if it's the water included, the electricity is included, the Wi-Fi, and all those things. So you have to pay, like for me, I have to pay one month advance and one month deposit. So it wasn't that bad. It's only like $800 or $900 for me. Plus, I have to pay like a additional advanced cleaning fee. I think I paid like $150 for that. So overall, less than $1,000 for me. Vincent and Mila, give us an idea about this apartment insurance, security deposits. What does that usually look like from the technical side? Okay, so uh, uh, as a real estate professional, so we I just help uh, a nurse from uh, uh, just came in from the Philippines here. So what uh, what it happens is first you need to apply, uh, when you apply you need to pay probably like ranging from fifty dollars to seventy five dollars application fee, and then after that they gonna ask you again they gonna uh, check your background and everything like that. They are gonna ask you to pay uh, the Security deposit is most likely equivalent to the first month rent. And then after that, they can ask for your home or uh, renter's insurance, I think call it renter's insurance. So, but most of the time, if you're out, uh, not yet in the country, they might you might not have that yet. So they may give you like a, a waiver on that and then they get you. But when you're here, you need to at, at least address that first. You need to get... Uh, uh, in, in the local area uh, that you can have the renter's insurance for that one. And then uh, after that, then you're going to have the, the moving in. Uh, it, it Sometimes there's a multiple application on that unit. So just bear in mind. And uh, sometimes they decline you. So just make sure that uh, you always have to follow up. You don't assume that you're already approved. So you need to have an alternative too. So what happens is when they contact a local realtor like, like me, uh, we give them alternatives like, yes, you apply for this one, but you're, you're not yet uh, accepted yet. So you need to look for others' alternatives and options. How much does a credit score matter when renting an apartment? Do you have to have one? Or what if you don't? Uh, yes, you have. But uh, And here's the thing also. One of the requirements that we are seeing right now is your rent should be at least three times. I mean... One, uh, three times, your salary should be three times of the rent or four times of the rent that you have. So, but the credit score, as I said, uh, and the uh, nurse one and the case said, I mean, it, it sometimes if you don't have it yet, they they differ that, but the credit score, uh, it really varies from landlord to landlord, depending on the property manager, but most likely around 600 uh, up, those are the things that they accept. Can I add quickly on that? Um, sorry, Luciana. Uh, yeah, about the housing, if you don't have credit score, this is what I do for um, a lot of nurses coming in here. Um, so what I 
when when they reach out to me, okay, I need your help. Um, can you check out if I can find housing in the U.S. before arrival? So I, I always recommend them if you don't have housing provided by your employer, stay with an up. Stay with a hotel if you can, you know, temporary housing, hotel or family or relative for the next uh, two weeks, okay? Because the first thing that we can do is we can apply, even arrival here, we can apply. But we do, I recommend um, these nurses to have all your financial statement ready before you come in here. Mm -hmm. I want to have your employment recommendation, um, employment letter, job offer, contract. I want to get a certificate shown from your employer that you are employed really for, for them for three years. Mm -hmm. And you will have a constant income for three years. So as soon as they get in here... We submit that together with me, with the um, property management. Some property management really just need like um, a statement coming from employer that, hey, yeah, she is our employee and she has a contract for us for three years and it's showing, this is showing her income. So some property management that I have talked to, uh, most like, mostly are the smaller ones, they have the tendency to allow those, even without credit history. Um, but they just need to make sure that they verify it with your employer. So get mm -hmm. the employer's number, get the contact number, contact person from your employer so the management facilities can call and verify. And you can do the same whenever you are, you know, opening utilities and mm -hmm. so many other sorts of accounts that you need to start with up front. Is that right? Correct. Yes. yes. It's, it's like your proof of I'm working here yes, exactly. <laughs> in addition to the green card that you'll um, also be working with when you arrive. I want to get to some last final pieces of advice from everyone. Nurse Juan, let's start with you. What is the number one piece of advice for nurses coming to the United States when it comes to budgeting, money, all that good stuff? Okay. Um, I got some few tips here. Give me a second. <laughs> um, he wrote them down. It's awesome. <laughs> I got some few down here. Uh, number one, uh, make uh, make use of the freebies that you have here. Uh, one good thing for like simple things, like for simple expenses, like um, buying some groceries, those kind of things, you can do like a couponer. That's a term. Uh, be a couponer here. There's always a lot of freebies. You can save as much as like $30 per grocery just by using your coupons. Um, another thing is to use an auto pay for certain things. Those can give you some discounts uh, continuously, like for cell phones, like for, I think for car loan, like for me, I was able to like have a little bit of um, discount because of that. And some for the electricity. So you can use that as well. Uh, what else? For food, Make sure uh, it's uh, sorry for food. It's best to try to not eat out always. Try to cook for yourself. It's always cheaper that way. Much much cheaper. Just imagine the was it the bills that you have to pay plus the tips that you have to pay sometimes. So those add up. It might not seem a lot when you first try, but if you try to add up for the whole month, it will really show like how much big of a difference it is versus like just cooking at home. Um, what else can I say? Um, yeah, I think, and just do some more research, uh, get information ahead, and those small things can pave a long way. 
And listen, okay, he has a lot of information that can give you some, especially for <laughs> taxes and technical things and with uh, service and as well. Mila, what are some final pieces of advice you can offer immigrants coming to the United States in terms of budgeting? Well, I mean, a couple of things here. I mean, you, you got to, I would suggest write down your expenses versus your income. Cut down on, you know, unnecessary expenses. Use free apps. I mean, um, eat on happy hours. Here in the U.S., we have those. So you can minimize that. Then you can also, most especially, I mean, you got to look at your financial foundation, okay? So wherein you have that protection, that debt management, that emergency funds, that investment, okay? So this is what we do in helping families, how you can build a solid financial foundation. Be proactive. You know, you plan ahead. Even you're from your home country, you're still in your home country. You try to make a list of those um, anticipated expenses, okay? How much most likely the net income, if you can get an overview on that one. And at the end of the day, um, discipline, mind setting, and goal setting. So now that you're here in the U.S. or coming here in the U.S., okay, so you have to have a set of goals, but you have to mindset yourself that you're here to achieve those goals. And the most important thing is put it into action and track your progress. So, yes. And one last thing that I would like to add is don't forget, you, you came here, some of your family members are left behind in the home country. Put the budget on the money that you will be sending to them. So I, I know some people are very generous. They even have that same amount of their housing. They, they send it back home. But uh, make sure that put something for yourself first before you send money back home. Because that's you, you're the breadwinner. If you're, if you're the breadwinner, if you're the main earner or something like that, take care of yourself when you're here. And yes, um, I mean, if financial crisis happens, Lucinda, we've seen this a lot, many, many times, okay? So you cannot, it's hard to borrow money from your home country because the conversion <laughs> is a lot different, okay? It may be 100,000 or 500,000 there, but it's just a very minimal amount here compared to the U.S. dollars, okay? So you got to start saving while you're trying to pay those obligations on a monthly basis. What wonderful pieces of advice. Thank you so much to all of our guests for joining us today. And I know that we will see all of you again in the future. So thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Bye. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work here in the USA. We offer direct hire, meaning you will be sponsored and hired directly by American healthcare facilities. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.